Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. How's the best church in the Metroplex tonight? Amen. How's the best church in Texas tonight? Amen. I won't go any further. That's going to make our new churches feel bad. Amen. Praise the Lord. Get your Bibles open to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to uh, continue off of last Wednesday's message. And as you're getting your Bibles open, this Sunday, this weekend is going to be a great weekend. Don't forget that we're having one service. Amen. Our one service celebration. And uh, we, we had a great time last time we did this. And if you don't know, we've kind of decided, at least for now, we're going to keep playing it by ear. But maybe every three or four months we're going to plan one. And so we had one. I don't even remember what the last date was we had. But it has been about three months. And we're going to do it again this, this Sunday so that our two congregations can get to know each other. So uh, last time we did it, it was a, a great spirit, a great time. Um, we didn't. I honestly don't think we had as much attendance as I thought we would. We actually had less than a normal Sunday. But it, it, it just when, when you change, how many people don't like no, people, people don't like change? So you change it up a little bit, and everybody just freaks out. So um, the the nine o'clock, if you come to that nine o'clock service normally, please don't just stay home. Please come at eleven, so that we can get to know you, and everybody else can get to know you. And then we're, if the Lord permits, weatherwise, we're gonna have a, a, a picnic after uh, in Argyle as a church. Everybody, we want everybody to go down there. And uh, like I sent the text out today, I guess there's going to be some kind of competition between Pastor Mario and I, I guess. I don't know. I think we're probably going to be coaches more than anything. But uh, it'll be fun no matter what, as long as it doesn't rain. I think it's supposed to rain. Um, but I'd rather it rain tomorrow and Friday and Monday and not Sunday. Amen. So let's just pray it won't rain on Sunday. But the rain does look like it's going to bring some cooler weather. Summer doesn't want to leave. It's like the devil sometimes. He doesn't like to get out. Uh, but it's still hot. Today was a hot one. Second Corinthians chapter 10, the battle of the mind part two. How many believe this is an important subject, important topic to talk about? And if we win the battle of the mind, we win. If we lose the battle of the mind, we're losing. We don't lose the whole battle, but we're losing. When we're losing the battle of the mind, we're not walking in victory. And I want to teach you some things tonight all through the scripture. All scriptures is what I'm going to give you, Bible verses on how uh, to defeat the, the enemy and win the battle of the mind. And in this part here, uh, in 2 Corinthians 10, I read last week verse 5, and I want to go back a couple verses to verses 3 and 4, and then read 5 again, <clears throat> because these verses are very important. This is, this is what it comes down to in, in the battle of the mind, is that we are having a decision whether I wake up in the morning and walk in the flesh, or I walk in the Spirit. Amen? If we're walking in the Spirit, we're going to see that tonight in a lot of verses. In other words, if I'm feeding my mind spiritual things, I'm going to have spiritual actions. I'm going to have spiritual thoughts. If I'm carnal and I'm walking in the flesh, then I'm going to have carnal thoughts. I'm going to make carnal decisions. And you can see where that goes. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, Though we walk in the flesh, in other words, though we live in a fleshly body, we live in a real world, that's not how we war. We do not war according to the flesh. Now, literally, I could just read that, that first part of the verse 
and preach the whole message right there. Because if, if you don't get anything else out of this, get this first few words. This is it. This is how you win the battle of the mind. You understand that, yes, we live in a real world, and we are in flesh, and we are in human bodies. But the, the war of the battle of the mind is not won in the flesh. Okay? How many understand where that's going? If, if, we're, if we're trying to, um, matter of fact, I'm going to go down to my, my quote I've got here and then come back to the verse. How many of our mind battles that we have, because we have them, we all have them, that are spiritual battles, are we fighting in the flesh? Because if you think about it, the mind is, even though it's in our head and our brain, it's part of our emotions and part of our soul, and so it's not really flesh but we fight those battle, those mind battles too much with our, our physical thoughts and our, our physical actions. And so it's a spiritual thing that needs to be fought spiritually. And so the battle is over here, so to speak, if you want to just picture it like this. The battle is over here, and we're fighting it trying to beat that over here. So we're not even on the right playing field. Can you see how that can cause us some problems? We're, we're trying to defeat the, the battle of the mind but we're over here working in our flesh. And that's what I just want you to see is that if we get in the right field, we can win the right battle. How many know a lot of times we lose battles because we're on the wrong field? Amen. So this continues to say in verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And then this is what we read last week, casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we have to bring every thought captive, sorry, into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and that is through His Word. Holy Spirit, speak to us for just a few minutes on this Wednesday night. We haven't driven here tonight just to show up. We haven't come just to check the box. We've come because we're hungry for the things of God. We want to see a move of God in our lives, and we want to win the battle of the mind so that we can be the warriors and the soldiers that you've called us to be. Lord, renew our minds, transform our minds tonight, and speak to our spirits and give us victory in this tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. So again, how many of our mind battles that are, that are really spiritual are we fighting in the flesh? In other words, here's another example. It's a spiritual thing that needs to be dealt with spiritually, and we're talking about it to someone who's carnal. Does that make sense? So I'm having these thoughts, and these thoughts are going through my mind, and, and I need to, to, to deal with them, but I'm, instead of dealing them with in, in the spirit and taking those thoughts captive and making them come into the obedience of Christ, I'm talking about those thoughts. Or in other words, I'm entertaining those thoughts. How many know we do that? We entertain them. We, 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 we give them time of day, so to speak. We allow them to, to cause us to think more. I mean, how many of us, I, I believe all of us, actually, I don't even have to ask, have things happen in our lives, and our minds go further than the reality. Any situation, I mean, you can pretty much make it about anything. Just an example, if someone tells me I'm ugly, that's just, that's not nice. But my mind could go beyond that and think that I'm really, really, like really ugly. Does that make sense? 
So I've been told that I'm ugly and that my mind heard that and my mind begins to go. And instead of taking the thought captive and thinking, you know what, I'm not, I might be ugly, but I'm not as ugly as your mother. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I know I'm ugly, but I'm not that ugly. And take that thought captive and think, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. This is what I look like. I go and all week think, man, how ugly am I? I mean, am I as, like the ugliest person on the earth? Am I, how many get what I'm saying? That's how our minds work. We hear something, and, and it's just it's just, it's the worst. You, you hear something uh, coming. For example, right now, uh, Pastor Jose and Marcelo are not, had to cancel their services because that hurricane that's hitting down there is, is affecting Costa Rica, and they're, they're having the worst storms they've had in 30 years. And uh, they actually are in, a, in an alert and so us as family members, we have people we love down there. We could just go in our minds and think, man, Costa Ricans is going to get wiped out tonight. So we hear the news, and instead of saying, okay, that's not good news, but God's going to protect our family, and we take that thought captive, we allow our minds to start thinking the worst. We're going to get a call tomorrow, and, and all our family's going to be gone. You see what I'm saying? That's where your thoughts start to go, and if we entertain them, then we're, we're trying to win the spiritual battle of the mind in the flesh. Now, this is very important. I, I mentioned this last week, but I want to give it to you tonight so you can see it. Romans 8, verse 6 says this, a very clear verse on the mind. For to be carnally minded, or in other words, in the flesh, is death. But to be spiritually minded, and I want you to really focus on these words right here, is life and peace. I want you to underline peace, circle peace, uh, put on there with your, with your note, with your uh, colors or whatever you do in your phone, however you're doing it. I want you to get that word peace there because we're going to talk about this in a moment. I think one of the greatest strategies of the enemy and one of the things that causes people to be the most distraught is when they lose their peace. Okay, peace. How many believe tonight, Now I'm not talking about the peace of the world not talking about all the countries getting along. I'm talking about the peace the Bible talks about that surpasses our own understanding. A peace that comes upon you in the middle of any storm you're going through. You don't even understand how you have peace, but you have peace. That's the place God wants you to be at, but the devil wants to rob us of our peace. And when you don't have peace, all kinds of troubles happen. So, so this is a, one of those verses that's very short but very powerful. For to be carnally minded, in other words, if I don't get a grip on my mind, I'm going to die. Spiritually. I'm going to lose the battle. i got to get a grip on this. But if I'll be spiritually minded, if I'll take these thoughts captive, and I won't do what I said earlier about allowing that thought that is in my mind to go and entertain it, and even sometimes massage it and allow it to grow, I can have life and peace. Can I get an amen? In the New Living Translation, watch what it says. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So the question tonight is, what is controlling your mind? Is it God or is it the world? Is it God or is it the devil? Is it, is it, are, you, are you basing your peace and your, and your mind off of what you see 
or what you know God says. You, that's why we have to get in the Word, because how many know that God's Word changes circumstances? You've heard me say this before. I didn't coin it, but it's been in my spirit the whole time I've been saved, is that, it, that the, the, your circumstance, how many have some circumstances tonight in your life, things you're going through? All of us going through something at, at different times. You've got some circumstances. Listen, those circumstances you're going through cannot, say cannot with me, cannot affect the Word of God. They can't. I don't care how bad it is, how horrible it is, how loud it is. Those circumstances cannot affect the Word of God. But the Word of God can affect your circumstances. Amen. They got it over here. Let me, let me see if you guys got it over here. Your circumstances cannot affect God's word. In other words, it's so bad, God, I don't know what's going to happen. Is this going to change your destiny for me? Is this going to change who you are? No, but the, the, the word of God will change your circumstances. Amen. In other words, you get a bad, a bad uh, doctor's report. You get a, a, a bad bill in the, in the mail, whatever it is. And you think, man, God, I thought your word, you know, spoke over that I would prosper. And I thought your word said that you'd sent your word and heal my disease. And we can think that our circumstance would affect God's word, that God's word's not true. But the contrary is we, we come back over here and we get our mind in the right place. And we speak to that circumstance and we tell that circumstance, God sent his word and heals my disease. God is my provider and my provision, and he will get me out of this situation I'm in because God's word affects circumstances. Amen? The enemy knows that if he can get enough wrong things going on in our heads, listen to this, they will eventually begin to come out of our mouths. Amen? If he can get enough going on in there, we'll eventually start to speak it out. And then when we speak things out, they turn into actions. That's what happens when you don't grab something. That's what happens when you don't take that thought captive and get a hold of it. And say, I'm not going to listen to what the world says or the doctor says. And I'm not saying that in a way of not using wisdom. Or what the, what the economy says. I'm going to believe what God's word says. Amen. And I'm going to stand on it. And I'm going to be spiritually minded. And I'm going to look at this world through a spiritual lens and not a carnal lens. If you're looking at this world through a carnal lens, you're going to get carnality. Lots of carnality, lots of horrible things going all the time, but we need to look at the world with a spiritual lens. Now, as I said a few minutes ago, I want to say this again. When I think of the battle of the mind, I was praying this week, and, and, and in my time of prayer, I thought about that I think the most attacked thing when it comes to the mind is our peace. When you don't have peace, it's bad. It's not good. Let me know if you've got peace of God, you can overcome anything. Because it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, doesn't matter what the situation is, there's a peace there, and that peace comes from winning the battle of the mind. You can get to that place where that verse says, and surpasses all our understanding, where you're thinking, there's no way I should have peace right now, but the reason I have peace is because I'm winning that battle. 
If you don't have peace, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, you may be in here tonight and you don't have peace. The peace of God is not in your life. It's not surpassing all your understanding. You are anxious. You are angry. You are upset. You're fearful. You're doubting. You're, you're stressed. Whatever it is, if that's the case, I can tell you tonight what's happening. You're not winning the battle of the mind. The, the mind is defeating you. Carnality is overcoming you. But the good news is, church, thank God, that we have a church, a God that can change circumstances tonight and in an instant. Amen? He can turn things around right now, and he can take you from having no peace to having full peace right now, even as I'm speaking. He can change it right now if you just have a different mindset and start to look at God's word. So one of the biggest things that is affected in, in, in the mind battle is the peace of mind. Now, I'm going to read this verse twice, and I'm going to give it to you now, and I'm going to give you it at the end. Such a powerful verse. Some of you are going to recognize it. Some of you are going to know it. Some of you already have this written down in your Bible. Some of you won't, and you've never heard it, but it's powerful. It's like medicine. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. You know how you stay in perfect peace? You keep your eyes on Jesus. Did y'all hear that over here? You know how you stay in perfect peace? You keep your eyes on Jesus. We have to, we have to live in this world. We have to walk in this world. We have to function in this world. But we don't have to put our eyes on this world. That's what a lot of people do. A lot of people focus on what they're seeing instead of looking up. Just look up. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep, what, what happened to Peter when, when he fell into that water? He took his eyes off Jesus. I will keep you. Hey, this is for the word from the Lord. He says, I'll keep you if you keep your eyes on me. I'll give you perfect peace if you keep your eyes on me. When we don't have peace, our eyes are not on Jesus. Do you see how it would be impossible tonight to be looking at Jesus and having your eyes on him and not have peace? Can you see how that would be impossible? It's impossible. You can't be looking at Jesus fully, full-heartedly and trusting in him who he is and not have peace. So if we don't have peace, it's because our eyes are on the circumstances, our eyes are on the bills, our eyes or our, our ears are listening to the voices that are speaking to us through social media or the news or our family members or whatever it is, and we need to get our eyes on Jesus because if we do that, and we trust in Jesus, he will keep us in perfect peace. Now, right here in the middle of the message, I want to give you a nugget. Let me know what a nugget is. And I want to give you a nugget. This is, when, you say, when you hear someone give a nugget, this means that this is experience. Okay, this is, this is somebody telling you something that has had some, and I'm not bragging about myself, that has had some fruit in his life, won some victories, and this is a nugget that I can tell you tonight about the battle of the mind that I have learned and I am still learning. You know what that means? That means you can get a revelation from the Lord on how to defeat something and how to walk in victory, but you don't walk in it once. You have to do it over and over again. You have to win the battle how often? Every day. Right? 
How many know tonight that we could get to the place we are today? You may be here. I've been saved 30 years now, and I've been serving God, and I can look back on all the things God's done for 30 years, and if I don't keep doing what God's taught me to do, the past doesn't matter if I don't finish. The future matters. And so I've got to take those nuggets of experience and, and, and know that they're true because I've been through them enough to get an understanding. But then I also got to wake up tomorrow or maybe Saturday or next month or next year. And I got to put this into practice again. This nugget I'm about to give you. A nugget is something you hold dear. If I were to give you a nugget of gold tonight, how many know you would take care of that? You'd make sure you don't lose it. You'd keep it in a place of importance for a time of need. So I'm going to give you a nugget. Here it is. I wrote it down so that I could read it out slowly. Hopefully if you're taking notes, you're going to write this down. I would almost say outside of obviously reading God's word, this is the most important thing I'm going to say tonight. Here it is. Here's my nugget. One of the biggest keys, keys open doors, about mental battles, and I'm even living this right now, even this, even this week, this month, at this time, I'm, I'm, I'm making that decision right now, is... A daily, conscious decision. Y'all follow me so far? Daily, conscious decision. In other words, i got to remind myself this. Listen closely. That you're not going to allow the decisions or attitudes or the way people carry themselves around you to affect your day, your life, and your ministry. I'm going to read it again. Don't worry. Because you need to get this. Okay? You ready? One of the biggest keys, just get that part, is a daily, I mean every morning i got to remind myself, listen, I'm not going to let the things that other people say, other people do, how they feel, how they act, how, whatever they, I'm not going to allow that to rob me of my joy, of who God is in my life. So daily conscious decision that I'm not going to allow the decisions. How many know people make decisions all the time around us that are not good ones? Sometimes dumb. And we allow those decisions that other people make, to, and I'm guilty of this, and this is why this is a nugget, because I have to make a daily conscious decision. That I'm not going to allow the dumb decisions or bad decisions or wrong decisions or ungodly decisions or, or fearful decisions or however you want to put it of people around me to cause me to lose my joy because of something dumb they're doing. Amen. I'm telling you this is important. doesn't mean you don't care. doesn't mean you don't pray for them. It means you're not allowing them to rob you of your joy because the devil will allow. If he can't get you directly, he'll get you through somebody else. So I'm not going to allow someone's, at, someone's decisions, or here's another one, an attitude. In other words, I wake up happy in the morning, joyful in the morning, have my time with the Lord. I'm happy. I've got my coffee. Today's going to be a day of victory. Today's going to be an awesome day. God's going to use me. I'm ready for the day. And then some negative attitude comes my way that wants to try to ruin my attitude. And what do we do a lot of times? We allow it. We allow them to rub off on us because they have a bad attitude. 
Are y'all here? I know I'm, I know I'm speaking something good here because it's quiet. Amen. This is a nugget. In other words, sometimes when I'm preaching, I don't look at some of you. Amen. I wasn't talking to you. Or maybe I was. But you find people that you can look at that are going to smile back at you. Amen. So I'm not going to allow the decisions or the attitude or the way people carry themselves. In other words, if I've made a decision to live my life in a certain way and I, I want to love people and I want to treat people a certain way and I want to make a difference in people, I'm not going to allow the attitude or the way someone else carries themselves to affect my mind on what I've made the decision to do. Y'all following me? And then finally, I'm not going to allow that to affect my day, my life, or my ministry. And how many know we all have a ministry in here tonight? Not just me. Not just Pastor Mario, not just some of us in here. We all have a ministry. We're all ministers. We, we, we all have a, a, a harvest field in our workplace and in and, and, and the grocery store and everywhere we go. And so we can't allow the world and attitudes and decisions to affect my peace. I imagine some of you have some family members in your life that, that constantly are, are attacking and affecting your peace. And because you love them, you may allow that family member to cause you to lose your peace. And you have to find a way to win the battle of the mind so that you can still love them and pray for them, but not allow them to rob you of your joy. Amen. Can I get an amen? Because the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And joy is a decision. Joy is something you have to decide to have. And you have to wake up in the morning again. And, and this, this goes back, and I'm, and I'm not trying to beat that dead horse, but this goes back to getting in your word, spending time with God, and praying, and, and coming out of that prayer closet, that prayer room, that time of prayer with the Lord, and it doesn't matter what comes your way, it's not going to affect your mind because you have spent time with God and God has already told you what his word says and you're not going to let the smallest little tiny thing rob you of your joy that you got in prayer that morning. You might deal with that person and say, listen, I'm sorry you're making that decision. I'm sorry you made that bad decision. I'm sorry you're, you're having to deal with that, but I'm going to pray for you. But you're not going to tell them, I'm not going to let you rob my joy, though. But you're not going to let them rob your joy. How many received that nugget tonight? I'm going to read it one more time. One of the biggest keys about winning the mental battle is making a daily conscious decision. And I just made this to myself again today. I just made a decision. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell my kids. I, didn't, I told God and me, and now I'm telling you, I'm making a daily Conscious decision that I'm not going to allow decisions, attitudes, or the way people carry themselves to affect who I am, my day, my life, or my ministry. How many would try to do that with me tonight? Amen? Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. We're going to read several verses here. Going back to the same thing. I say then walk in the Spirit. 
And it's almost like in these verses, and you see this over, how many have ever read the Bible and you see a verse that talks about something you heard in another verse? And then another verse. There's a reason, because they're beating the dead horse too. They're trying to get it into the minds of these churches. Hey, I say to you, you know, these pastors, these apostles were coming into these churches and they were dealing with problems like we deal with today. And they were probably saying, last time I was here, I told you through the scripture how to deal with this, but you're still in the flesh. And you still got flesh problems. Amen. So he says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And they're contrary to one another. So how many realize this is a daily battle? So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, and there's the but and the if. To win the vine battle, we got to win the ifs. If you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, we've read this before, but let's read it again tonight. The works of the flesh are evident. How many know the Bible says that they will know us by our what? How will people know who we are? By our fruits. We can claim to have fruit, but we got to have it. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. They're adultery, fornication uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies. You know, it's a very interesting thing right here in this part is that that jealousies and contentions and hatred are in the same and dissensions are in the same fruits of the flesh as adultery. That was a good place to whistle right there. Right? Isn't that kind of interesting? Selfish ambitions, outbursts of wrath, heresies. These are the, are the fruits of the flesh, the works of the flesh. Verse 21. Envy. Here's an interesting thing. Murders. Isn't it interesting that murder is in the same paragraph as dissension? Hello. Oh, it's quiet in here tonight. Amen. I must be teaching on something important. Same thing as covetousness. Same thing as lewdness. Drunk. See, we, 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 we as Christians, a lot of times, we, we think we've won the battle of the mind because we don't shoot up anymore. Because we don't go get drunk after service anymore. Because we, we didn't have an affair. We think we're good. But there's a whole bunch of other things in here the devil tries to get us on. And these are called secret things, secret sins, hidden sins, things that we have to ask the Holy Spirit to look deep, deep, deep down inside and see if there's anything there that I may not even know is there so he can reveal it to me so I can repent of it. Drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I told you beforehand and I've told you in the past that those who practice, thank God for that, such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But let's focus on this. Let's focus on how to have the right mind frame. Let's focus on the fruits of the Spirit. I've told you this before, and I'm going to tell you again tonight. Again, after a lot of years of experience walking with the Lord, here's a key. The fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. And I want to stay there for just a second because my revelation to me many years ago that really gave me victory, and I want someone else to get this, is that I realized that I have self-control. I can say no to something. Not, that's just who I am. Well, that's who I've always been. Well, this is the way my parents were. Well, that's just a, a crutch. Or this is, this is just something God's going to, I've heard people say, this is just something God's going to have to forgive me for. That's not going to fly. Self-control. I'm just weak. I'm just weak. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody knows my struggles. Self-control. Amen? Say it with me. Self-control. That's you and you alone saying, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to think that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go there. Amen. Self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Church, when we get on our knees and pray from our hearts and spend time with the Lord, we are crucifying our flesh. All of us tonight have many things we could do and would like to do, sometimes just to spite people. But we have to battle that because we want to be like Christ. Amen? And the passions and the desires. This, this, listen, this body, want, there are a lot of things this body wants. There's a lot of things this mind and spirit, this flesh, sorry, wants to do. But we have to have self-control and put our bodies into subjection and, 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 arm, and disarm those things on the cross and say, Lord, I have self-control over these things today. Amen. I'm going to defeat these passions and these desires. And they were crucified on the cross. And I'm going to live in the spirit and I'm going to walk in the spirit. Amen. And it goes back to what we've heard a million times. Well, here's a million and one. Garbage in, garbage out. I'm not going to try to get into your lives and get into your phone and look at your Instagram and see your Spotify list and see what you read and what you watch and see your Netflix stuff. That's God's job. But I'm just going to tell you a simple truth. If you are putting garbage into your mind, then garbage is going to come out. It's that simple. I'll just put a plug real quick, and I'm not getting any, any money for it. I promise. You ought to get off Netflix and get on Pure Flix if you're going to watch movies. Ain't nothing but garbage on Netflix. But Pure Flix, you don't have to worry. Sometimes my wife and I want to watch a movie. And instead of watching a movie, you know what we do? We look for one for two hours. And we never find one we can watch. So sometimes we don't even try until we got Pure Flix. I sound like a commercial, huh? I'm not getting anything. That would give me a free membership. It is almost free, though. It's like $7 a month. But you can go to that Pure Flix, and you don't have to worry about what you're going to watch. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to go to PluggedIn.com and see how many cuss words are in the movie. 
You can just watch them. They even have some movies on there that are not Christian, but they're pure. In other words, there's no cussing. There's no violence. There's, so I'm just going to throw that out there. We need help today, man. There's nothing wrong with watching a movie. I love to watch movies. But there ain't no, there's nothing good out there. I mean, even recently, if you liked any of the Marvel movies, they've gone out crazy, too, with all the stuff they're putting out. So it, you just can't, you can't do, deal with this world anymore. But you can sit and watch a movie with your spouse or your family, but go check that out. We just watched a really good one the other night. Amen. One of the greatest revelations of my life is this. I can choose my thoughts, and I can think things on purpose. In other words, watch this closely. I don't just have to think about whatever falls into my mind. Do you realize that? That when a bad thought comes in, I don't have to think it? When a, when a, a, a lustful thought or an angry thought or a jealousy thought comes into my mind, I don't have to entertain it. But we do. Watch this. Listen to this. Press on in the battle of the mind through distraction and dryness. Anybody, ha anybody have any, ever have any distractions? Of course. We talked about that last week. Anybody ever have dry times? Meaning you don't feel that, that, that escalofrio. You don't feel that, that uh, hair standing up on your arms. You don't feel that, that wind of the Holy Spirit blowing in your life. You don't feel like you're swimming in the river of God. You're in a place of dryness. Anybody ever had any times like that? Of course. Listen to this. Difficulty getting anything from the word at all. No fervency in prayer. Disturbance in the house. Bad weather. Headaches have made spiritual things less precious this week. Anybody ever had a week like that? Listen, stay with me. When that happens, I find I must make myself study God's word. When those weeks happen, I find I must make myself get in the presence of the Lord. I may no longer depend, listen closely, on pleasant impulses to bring me before the Lord. You know what I'm trying to say with that? As I'm writing this paragraph to you of a week you can have, that we all have, is that you don't, ha you don't pray because you feel like it. You don't read the Bible because you feel like it. You do it because you need it. More than the food you eat. More than the air you breathe. Now listen as I close this paragraph that I wrote. I may no longer depend on pleasant impulses to bring me before the Lord. I must rather respond to principles that I know to be right. Whether I feel them to be enjoyable or not. How many have been reading this Bible long enough to understand that the principles in this Bible will change the circumstances? But I must make myself apply them. And there are going to be times and weeks that I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like studying. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like witnessing. I mean, how often do you really just feel like witnessing to somebody? I just can't think of anything I'd rather do than get rejected by somebody. You don't do it because you feel it. You do it because it's right. 
You don't do it because it looks good. You do it because it's right. Jesus didn't die on the cross because we deserved it. He did it because it was right. He was the perfect example of crucifying the flesh. He was the one that said, Father, where are you? Have you forsaken me? Father, in the garden, I don't feel like really doing this now as I'm, as I'm seeing these, these soldiers come for me right now and I'm starting to think of all this pain I'm about to go through. You know what? I don't, I don't really want to go through with this. I don't feel good about this. And then he snapped back into himself and said, Not my will be done, Lord, but your will be done. He won the battle of the mind. Remember, church, nothing Jesus asks us to do, he hasn't done himself. Amen? To close, as we go into prayer, I may have to finish this off next week or something. I still got some stuff left. I told you I'd probably do about 10 weeks. But here's the, here's the thing I want to leave you with tonight. Pray in the Spirit. I preached this at conference. Pray in the Spirit. I think at conference I, I mentioned 1 Corinthians 2. Write that down tonight. We're going to pray and close our eyes in just a moment. But pray in the Spirit. Somebody ask me how often. Somebody just say, how often should we pray in the Spirit? Always. First Corinthians, uh, or sorry, Ephesians uh, 6.18 says, pray in the Spirit always. Instead of talking about it, Instead of wondering about it, just pray in the Spirit. You know how you win the battle of the mind? Get the mind out the way. Remember that thing we showed you many years ago? I have to show it again when we were talking about this on Friday at Discipleship, that they, that they did the thing where they put the thing on the, in the doctor's office on the head, and they had somebody praying in English, and it showed the frontal lobes moving when they were praying. And the mind was going, and the mind was thinking, and the mind was, was transcribing words. And then they brought someone else in. They started to pray in the Holy Spirit and in tongues. And they put that same thing on the frontal lobes, and the frontal lobes didn't move. You know how you win the battle of the mind? Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Well, Pastor, I haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't speak in tongues. Then ask for it. And pray in the flesh till you get the, the baptism. Pray, 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 pray. It's a little bit difficult to complain when you're praying. It's a little bit difficult to have the wrong thoughts when you're praying. Pray in the Spirit always. Holy Spirit, we thank you tonight for who you are, that you're moving out through this service tonight, that you're moving into the living rooms of people watching at home. I, I believe Pastor Jose and Marcella are watching tonight. Lord, just visit them tonight in their homes. I believe Pastor Brian and Joy are watching tonight as they're waiting to open up Wednesday night service. Lord, fill their house with the Holy Spirit tonight. Lord, I believe Pastor Jerry and Veronica are watching tonight as they're waiting to open up Wednesday nights. Lord, touch them in their home tonight. Touch Pastor John and Ceci. Lord, touch tonight all those that are working, that are listening to this on a podcast. God, give us a revelation tonight that when I keep my mind on you and I trust you, you'll keep me. Lord, whose mind is stayed on you has perfect peace. I'm not of this world, Lord God. I am an alien in this world, and this world is not going to dictate who I am in Christ. 
My circumstances and my situations are not going to dictate who I am in Jesus. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I am an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me, God. And Lord, I pray in the Spirit tonight because in the Spirit there is liberty and freedom and power tonight, God. Oh, Lord, take control of these people's minds tonight. Arrest their minds right now. Get a hold of their minds and cause them to think on things that are pure and good and honest and noble and of good report, Father. Lord, let us win the battle of the mind by saying I'm not going to allow the circumstances of this life to dictate who I am in Jesus. But the Word of God will affect my circumstances because the Word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Because the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and it goes into the situation in my own thoughts and discerns what's of God and what's of man, what's of bone and marrow, and what's of spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, pierce us tonight with an understanding that it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by your spirit, says the Lord God of hosts. Break chains tonight off of people's lives that are bound by the lie and the deception that they can't help themselves, that they're weak, that this is how it's always going to be. And show them, Lord, that you're the God of miracles and you're the Lord of breakthrough tonight. Lord, don't allow us in this place tonight to lose our victory because of attitude of somebody else. Don't allow us to lose our victory in our walk and our joy and our peace in you because of the decisions that somebody else makes that they're going to have to answer to. Lord, at the end of the day, every single one of us has to answer to you for the decisions we make. And God, I want to make godly decisions. I want to make righteous decisions. I want to walk in the Spirit so I won't fulfill the lusts of my flesh. Help us tonight, Jesus. All over this place, before we close out, how many in this place could say, I've never called on the name of Jesus. I've never bowed my knee to Jesus Christ. I've never believed on Him and declared that He is my Lord, my Master, and my Savior. And tonight, I want to be born again. If that's you, just lift up your hand all over this place and just say, pray for me real quick. I want to be saved tonight. I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want to believe on the King tonight. I want to know who He is tonight. I want my life to change. If you're here and you're backslidden, you're running, you're making wrong decisions, stop making them. Make a right one tonight and say, Lord, I'm sorry for being so hard-headed, for being so rebellious, for being so egotistical, for being so prideful. I humble myself before you. I resist the devil and he will flee. I submit myself to you, God. How many could say, I need to make some decisions to get back on the right path again? Just put your hand up and let God see it tonight. God sees those that are raising their hands in their living rooms and their cars driving down the road, listening to the podcast, whatever, wherever you're at, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, Jesus is touching your heart tonight all over this place in reverence to God. Let's stand.
and let's pray for those that are watching online before we go offline. And, and we're going to have some time at the altar. And the presence of the Lord is here. The Spirit of God is here tonight. But right before we open these altars, let's say a prayer for someone who may be watching right now in another country, in another state. Maybe someone's watching tonight that used to come to our church and they're backslidden. And they have a bottle in their hand or drugs on their table. And right now the presence of the Lord is ministering to them into their living room right now. And in t with tears in their eyes, they're remembering what it was like to be in the service and be in their right mind and be happy and have peace. The Holy Spirit speaking to you right now, person. I see your face. And you know who you are. And God is speaking to you with that beer in your hand and drugs on your table. Repent right now. Turn to God. Turn to God right now. As those tears go down your eyes, your cheeks right now, just say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Put that beer down. Throw those drugs away and call on the name of the Lord. And he'll enter your house right now. And the presence of the Lord will come down on you. And the reason you're crying tears is because the Holy Spirit is ministering to you right now. Right now, receive and repent and say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry that I have turned away from you. I'm sorry that I sin and fall short of your glory. Jesus, please forgive me. Turn me back to you. I'll follow you. I'll repent. Make me a new creation tonight. Take away my mistakes as far as the east is from the west. Jesus, I call on your name. Save me in Jesus' name. Change me in Jesus' name. Fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we open up these all... Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.